ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to What's the Skinny? A little podcast just for the people. That's for the people, and that be with the people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Ain't gonna take too long to get into this thing. You know, this is the podcast, What's the Skinny? It's been a long time coming. Nigga been trying to contemplate what angles, directions, and shit he wanted to take this podcast. I mean, I knew it was going to be mainly sports-related, but we're going to add a couple more topics in there, you know. Keep everything going, keep everything live. Really ain't going to jump into a lot of political shit unless necessary. I like to let people have their own opinions on that because those can go just as far as sports debates. But, yeah, not going to hold y'all up. I could just let y'all know a couple reasons for this podcast. Like I say, it's a platform to have opinionated debates with people, and it can be dealing with sports, music, games, TV, movie, and even necessarily debates. It's just more so me giving my opinion on stuff, what's going on with it, how it's looking, and everything else, and then going from there. I want to be able to interact with y'all, of course. Like, I want to network with the many known Oklahomans and the ones that's trying to get known. And it ain't just the Oklahoma thing. It's a everybody thing. Hell, if you got a hobby, a hustle, a, a, a plan, a career, you know, anything in the streets of Oklahoma that could possibly help us, I'm down for it. Also... I'm just looking for people, you know, to help out because y'all are the ones that help keep this podcast going or going to help keep it going. And by that, I mean, I need emails. I need special guests. I need people that just want to come over here and talk their shit and leave like an old person for all I care. But I just want y'all to have a chance to voice it, you know, outside of getting on Facebook and making people read, outside of getting on Instagram and posting the video, a lot of people listen to podcasts early in the morning on their way to work, or they listen to podcasts while they at work at their computer desk. So, you know, let's give y'all something that y'all can have to sit down and be able to feel involved with, most definitely. You know, but most of all, I just want to have fun talking about the main thing I love, outside of, you know, family and God, of course. Like video games and sports, that's that's always been me, being the only child and shit. When I had to go in the house, I could either watch the game or play the game. So those were the two things I did. Shout out to my auntie Titi for letting me watch the Blue Lakers. But y'all will hear more about that story as the podcast moves on. But I'm going to jump into this thing. First topic. Do we feel like the Lakers... Season was a disappointment, or should we give L.A. a slight pass? My thing is, you in the NBA. Niggas wasn't tanking this year. I can't necessarily say I give them a slight pass, but I can say I understand what's going on in the situation at hand. But before LeBron James was hurt, the Lakers was 20-14. and 14. We was tied for fourth place. And we was making good strides. Like, we started out the season losing three games. 
And, you know, just like any other team, they got like seven new players, so everybody got to get a feel for each other. It don't matter if you playing pickup games in the goddamn summertime together. That shit ain't the same when you on the NBA court with refs who fucking will let James Harden go to the line 30 times, but LeBron James and Blake Griffin and niggas that actually attack the basket a lot like James Harden shoot just as many, well, shoot about 15 free throws less a game. But that's a topic for another day, so... We just was dealing with injuries. The Lakers was dealing with, like, mad injuries. Like, between four players, we had a bunch of niggas. We had 106 games missed between four players. That's a lot of games. So, in between players getting hurt, you everybody know you can't develop no chemistry if you ain't there. Rondo wanted to sock Chris Paul. Chris Paul wanted to two-piece Rondo. Brandon Ingram wanted to come in with a flying Superman punch. That shit had me hyped. Like... Oh, these niggas is playing with aggression. Like, Rondo bought the hell bring that aggression. Lance helped bring that aggression. You know, he got Brandon Ingram out here trying to sock niggas with his frail ass. Shout out to the skinny niggas, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, I had the raw for my bro. Not my bro, but, you know, Laker colors. So, that had me hype. Like, hey, they playing like they got a chip on their shoulder this year. I like that. Yeah, let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get it. Then the injury bug jumped on the Lakers. Like, God damn it, can we get a fucking break? But, you know, that's just one part of it. The injuries, I feel like, was the major thing that kept us from getting into the playoffs, especially LeBron missing a little over a month, maybe, like, right at the cusp of a month. Like, we beat the Warriors on Christmas Day when he got hurt. Like, I don't know what more. I mean, it's the regular season, like everybody say, but I don't give a fuck about that. You figure out molds on how to beat teams in the regular season, especially if you have to play them more than one time. So I feel like we was in the right position to be going the right direction, but then injuries started happening. And after the injuries, I think what fucked it up the most was fucking Magic Johnson. Magic Irvin Johnson. Irvin Magic Johnson. Like, he's so quick to pull the trigger on shit. And I feel like, like everybody be saying LeBron is a cancer. I don't necessarily feel like he's a cancer. I feel like he just becomes that person that everybody wants to accommodate. Kind of like when a fellas, when when a dude in a club or a bar see that bad woman or that bad chick or whatever, and he just walks up to her, and this is, I mean, maybe different scenarios because they don't know each other, but the dude walk up on and approach her and buy like two or three drinks just based off of her appearance. So it's like, mm, look good. Then the conversation is good. It's like, oh, well. Do you want something to eat? You know, some dudes are known for doing stuff like that. Just to, you know, they they, they try to appease what's in front of them and they overdo it. And now the person feels like it's mandatory that, oh, well, this is how I've been getting done. So this is what it's going to be. But in this case, I feel like LeBron James wasn't the cause like magic had already magic had already gotten in trouble twice for t- tampering with the paul george shit and the Giannis shit like a year or two ago 
Then he goes and just talk. He Magic just gets too eager and he just starts talking too much. He just gets ready to pull the trigger on shit. Like, I didn't want Lonzo Ball. I'm not saying he's a horrible player. We did miss his defense when he got hurt. That's another big reason why I feel like we started losing to, like, even though the nigga couldn't shoot worth the damn, he did play make and he did defend. He did defend. And I love a player that was going to play defense. So I will give credit where credit is due. But uh, De'Aaron Fox, uh, Jason Tatum, uh, Donovan Mitchell, uh, they out there working. 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 And meanwhile, my guy is hurt with a hot ankle sprain. He only played like 60 games last year. I think he only playing 50 this year. Only played 50 or 40 this year. If I'm not mistaken, Lonzo Ball missed 20 as of what? Saturday? Lonzo Ball had missed 28 games. They was at 75. So that means in what? Seven more games, the season will be over. At the end of the season, he would have missed over 35 games. Or at 30, or right at 35 games. That's not good. Not saying he's not good, but you're in your second year and you already missed over 30 games in your career. Over 60 games in your career. Over 60 games in two years. Like, that's not good either. LeBron James was talking too much at by Christmas break, like towards the Christmas time, right before he got hurt, the nigga speak on Anthony Davis, and then guess what? Boom, blows his leg out. Hamstring, quad, whatever they want to call it, groin. Blows it out. Now it's like, man, we got to point the finger at somebody. And when I say we, I am not included because I'm not one of these LeBron Laker fans. I'm not one of these Laker fans who jumped on the Lakers bandwagon after the third championship. I am Los Angeles bred. So Lakers in me from the now to the day that I die. But the fans been pointing, they point the finger at Luke. And I'm like, man, of course, it's all going to fall on the coach at days in. Everybody's going to fucking say that. But when you have players that miss over miss over 106 games, that's when you got to start putting those rotations to work. And you got a first-year team with about six to eight new players on this team. So not only are you trying to figure out how to put the rotations together, when a player get hurt, you got automatically, you know, then it's next man up. So the rotation that you thought you had, you're not going to have. And in some situations, late in games, I can say Magic may have, I mean Magic, uh, Luke may have had the wrong lineup in, but I'm like, he's experimenting. So early in the season when we figured out that death lineup, when we started actually going on win streaks, it was a problem. Like, it was a problem. Nobody was bashing Luke then at all. Like, for what he had and what he was doing and the egos and all that stuff that's on the bench, he was doing his damn thing. And now all of a sudden everybody want to point the finger at him and get him out the door. I'm like, man, I know it's a business, but that, hey, Luke, that's fucked up. They give Luke one year with this team. They all get hurt, and then they want to fire him. Like, man, I don't know. I don't know if bringing another coach in is the option, but they over here talking about Tyron Lue. They over here talking about Jason Kidd. I'm like, Jason Kidd going to coach defense. That's for damn sure. But I don't know, like, if we got Jason Kidd, could that shake up free agency to make other players want to come to L.A.? It's so much that could come into who is the coach for the Lakers next year. Could people not want to play for Luke Walton? Could people feel like Luke Walton rings was given to him because of the roster that he had in Golden State? But that's the thing. You give Luke Walton a good roster, and he's seen what he could do. This dude was still trying to put his roster together, and the players was missing. 
like we lost games that we shouldn't have lost like early in the season we losing games to Orlando we losing games to fucking Phoenix we losing games to just teams that we shouldn't even be sneezing about like not saying not you supposed to take every team any team lightly but when it's three minutes left in the game and we up eight and we end up losing by six, like, those are issues. We're not playing to win. We're playing to keep the lead. And I thought having LeBron James on our team with it, like, you got to close that. But then again, I think that's when Luke was trying to get the young ones involved to start closing out games. So, you know, it's like y'all got these veterans, but, hey, you ain't going to be able to depend on them every night. And I think we tried that experiment too early. Let's get a good cushion in the conference or let's get, like, a – three or four games separation in the conference. So if a losing streak does occur and another team winning streak occur, it won't cancel us out too bad. We may drop a seed or two, but no, nah, that ain't what happened. And trading Zubak. Oh, my God. We traded Zubak. Zubak, who was definitely coming into his own. When LeBron got hurt, Zubak had some stellar-ass games. When LeBron came back, Zubak had even better games. My mans was getting boards out the, out the ass, man. Like, And we trade him. We trade him, and then we trade Slaw. Mahalo. Why would we trade Slaw? And he a rookie, and he showed that he could play too. We he, we we traded Slaw for what? Mike Muscala? Mike Muscala and Slaw do the same thing. They stand and they shoot. At least Slaw can fucking slash the lane and get to the basket. I'm like, God damn. And then Reggie Bullock. Reggie Bullock can play legitimate defense, but come on now. Reggie Bullock, we traded fucking... Zubak away to get those players and he's not even 23 and seven foot and could got has an offensive post game and could rebound and was a decent defender magic was quick to pull the trick like i don't i, I de- like and, and that's my thing i definitely feel like lebron james may have wanted players to come or players to get traded into the lakers but i definitely don't think he wanted to trade those two players away to get reggie bullock and mike muscala like I'm sorry. And then Reggie Bullock is a free agent at the end of the season, I think. I just don't agree with those moves. And I think Magic Johnson was just eager to fucking pull the trigger on some shit. And then look what happened. Like, chemistry just went down here. Players, of course, didn't want to play. Body language changed. Motherfuckers feeling like, well, if you want to trade me, I'm about to ball out. And so if I do get traded, they're going to have to give me a fat contract to cut me. And the same thing with y'all. And it's, 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 I'm hoping that we don't have another year like last year next season because that's the only thing I can do is look forward to next season. Shout out to the Thunder, though. I'm going to give hom- pay homage to the Thunder, though, because they are here doing their thing. Like, they having a slump right now, but I feel like they're going to come out that slump. You know, they just, you know, hit a rocky road right before the end of the All-Star break. I mean, right before the uh, start of the playoffs. And they'll address everything will get addressed. I think players are tired. I think Paul George is still playing at the same high level. But I kind of feel like when he seen he was at the MVP race, he kind of went back from gear five to gear four to preserve himself for the playoffs, which ain't a bad thing, PG. By all means, you got to uh, think for the bigger cause. But, yeah, the Thunder out here doing big things. Well, I ain't going to say big things. They out here doing what they supposed to do. Well, not really, because, shit, they like in seventh place right now. God damn it, Thunder, stop losing games and win games so these other teams can lose and y'all can jump back up to the four seed so y'all ain't got to worry about the Rockets or the fucking Warriors until maybe the second round or the Western Conference Finals.
God damn. But that's just, you know, how I'm feeling about that right now. The Lakers and LeBron and Magic and that whole little, I ain't going to say circus. Oh, speaking of circus, Lonzo Ball spitting, splitting up with Big Baller brand. Money coming up missing. Yeah, definitely going to come back and address that on another day. But, oh, man, oh, man. And all y'all Big Baller brand enthusiasts, y'all. Skinny, you hating on the Big Baller brand. You hating on the BBB, this, that, and the third. Oh, what, 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 what. Well, I guess it ain't nothing to hate on no more because Big Baller brand obviously ain't no more. And if it is, the Ball Brothers ain't a part of it. So y'all going to still be representing Big Baller brand because they not even representing Big Baller brand. And all I got to say is ha, ha, because y'all was down my fucking neck about that shit. And guess what? Big Baller brand still ain't lived up to the fucking hype that it is. Y'all did all that shit to jump down my throat about this shit and it ain't lived up to the hype. Daddy fucked up the kid's career. I ain't gonna say Lonzo's, but LaMelo and Jello, yeah, fucked them up. Fucked them up. And y'all niggas was all for that shit. Well, he's doing the right thing. No, his mom may have been telling him he's doing the right thing, but the thing he did for them kids was not the right thing. You took a full ride scholarship from your son at UCLA to go play in fucking the polar Arctic. Your youngest son was still in high school and he can't go to college because you want to send him to the polar Arctic. What is wrong with you, man? Your ego and your pride got the best of you and then you, this nigga stealing your son's money from up under your nose and I wouldn't be surprised to say that you knew about it. But you're trying to keep it under wraps. Investing in water? What the fuck is big ball of water? Nigga, I drink faucet water. It would not give a damn. I would put faucet water in a purified water bottle and walk around and niggas would be like, what kind of water is that, faucet? It ain't that I'm cheap. Fucking water is everywhere. And you want, oh, it's lead in faucet water. I don't give a fuck. As much shit has been in the air and ingested by people, I'm not drinking about drink, worried about drinking water with a little bit of lead. So leave me alone. And we will be returning after a brief intermission. So go ahead and take time to bump these tunes and I'll get right back with you. But yeah, we're going to say that for another day. We're just going to jump into this next thing. And it's basically... You think the Steelers, well, I ain't going to say the Steelers, who you think will have the better season next year out of the Killer Bees, the former Killer Bees, out of Le'Veon, out of Big Ben, and out of A.B.? In my opinion, I'm biased. My number was 84 in high school, so I'm definitely going to say A.B. 84 is going to have the better individual season. But team-wise, The Steelers still got a little team intact, and they went younger. They they went younger, and they got my boy Juju Smith from USC. So, uh, yeah. And then on top of that, the Jets got Le'Veon Bell, who got my man Sam Darnold. Not doing that because I feel like I'm going to be rooting for these teams. 
I'm doing that because I don't want to see none of them do bad. I want Juju to get his numbers, but that means Ben's going to have to get his numbers. I want to see Le'Veon eat. Well, Sam Darnold eat, but that means Le'Veon got to get the running game going. I want to see A.B. do big things, but that means Derek Carr got to get shit popping. So, hopefully, Bell can play full season. Because if he missed set out all this time, come back and get hurt, it's going to look, well, no, it ain't because he got that guaranteed money. Shout out Le'Veon Bell because that's the reason you did it. You ain't about to put mileage on your body and then come in there and get hurt and not have nothing to show for it. So, hey, you did what you had to do and it paid off because the Steelers was only guaranteeing $10 million on a nigga who was an all-pro running back. Disrespectful. Wouldn't even sign that contract, let alone... Um, but I don't know, hey, I'm a regular human being. Seeing $14 million just sitting on a piece of paper and all I got to do is sign and show up every week, I'm hurt. I'm signing it and my shoulder hurt week one. My toe hurt week two. My back hurt week three. I got to sneeze week four. I farted week five. I threw up week six. Oh, no, nah, you going to give me my money since you want to put all these carries on my body and think you was going to use me? Finesse, finesse. But I'll, I'll say, I'm going to say Le'Veon, I mean, Antonio Brown will have the better season statistically. I think the Jets will make a playoff push late in the season, and it will be because of Le'Veon Bell and Sam Darnold. Shout out to C.J. Mosley on that Jet defense, though. That could help them out a lot, playing behind Leonard Williams. And Big Ben, I think he may put up 4,500 yards plus again. Put up 5,000 last year, so... I wouldn't put it but put put it past him to put up another four thousand, especially with Juju and Jane Washington out there and then James Conner and you know, they got a little they got a little speed out there now. So we'll we'll see what happens. We're gonna see what happens. We're gonna see what happens. Next thing up, man. Who you got? James Harden or Giannis. And that's tough. People gonna say Giannis is in the East. But my whole thing of it was Giannis was coming into Giannis before LeBron left the East. So we was talking like who was going to be the king of the East or who was going to take that spot when LeBron leaves, if he leaves. My man's left. Everybody thought the Raptors was going to be that team because of Kawhi Leonard, and they are, but the Bucks are, are that team because they are sitting at the number one spot in the NBA and in the Eastern Conference and possibly most likely will finish that way. But James Harden, man, these scoring, these, these scoring nights, man, looking like Kobe Bryant-esque, like not in the sense of how he's scoring it, but just the numbers he's putting up in general, like, we ain't seen a season like that in a long time where a player is just averaging 34 a fucking game and doing it in a fashion like it just looks so easy. Yeah, he may travel a little bit or he may fucking carry or double dribble or stuff like that. But, hey, the dribbling is a part of the game and scoring that bucket, I mean scoring that ball requires shooting not dribbling i mean of course it requires dribbling but you can catch and shoot all day and have a good game this man is doing something that we really haven't seen and yeah the rules change that because you can't really just put a hand on people and he flops occasionally well more than occasionally but i just feel like shit 
we got to appreciate shit like this because if it wasn't going on, we would be saying the NBA born is watered down. But shit, I'm like, that's the thing. Just like in football, they made a quarterback league so they can get damn near 5,000 yards, 4,000 yards every season. That's what they did with the NBA. They just basically made it from being defensive standoffs to, oh, well, let's just let both teams be able to put up 100 and whoever can put up 150 wins. And, I mean, it's an adjustment, but, hey, we have to adjust to everything in life. There's not a lot in life that we can do without having to adjust to. Mm. I don't think that it's good for James Harden because he has a very high motor, but will this factor in in the playoffs when it comes time to playing the games that matter? The the, 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 the the wear and tear after possibly playing 70 plus games in a regular season then you going into the playoffs and at worst you might have to play another 28 games 7, 7, 7 and 7 so if you win game 7 every game you have to add another 28 games so that could be a possible 100 games a season on the season and your body tighten up your muscles get they get tight and I know these are professional athletes and they got the best trainers in the world and the best physical therapists and all that in the third. But just like anybody else, you're human. And shit do take a toll. And I hope Dan Tony just ain't overusing this man and he gets to playoffs and flop. Because if he do, he is not going to hear the end of it. He's going to be the modern-day Melo. Just can score a bunch better than Melo. But you get into these playoffs... And, and you're losing. Melo, for a minute, wasn't making it. Then when he made it, he losing. And it's like, can he get out the first round? He made it out the first round. Can he get to the second round? Out the second round, he did it. Then he gets to the West Conference Finals and uh, uh, choke. But I'm going to get off James Harden. We'll come back to that topic a little later in the season and, and, and see how this MVP race is going to uh, pan out. Anyway, March Madness is going on. A lot of people feel like Duke is overrated because of Zion. It's March Madness over Zion. Everybody feel like that they, I ain't going to say everybody, but 70% of people feel Zion is overrated for reasons that really don't make a lot of sense to me because they try to compare him to a player based off of body size or stature or or things of that nature versus looking at the actual picture or who he plays like or who he resembles and everybody like oh well his jump shot is suspect or we got to see his jump shot or he can't shoot the ball I'm like he really ain't shooting the ball like that and I don't we can't say it's because he can't shoot it may not be it may be because that's not what he wants to do or that's not his game and people act like, oh, well, he's supposed to implement this in this game because this, that, and the third. And I'm like, that's just like saying Kenneth Farid is supposed to implement shooting threes in this game because he's in the NBA now and they got a three-point line. Like, yeah, you can add that to your game, but some people want to be great instead of good rebounders or they want to be great drivers and slashers versus a good slasher. So they're going to focus on – what they're good at to make it great, and then what you do poorly, you can always come back and, re- and readdress that later, but you want to sharpen up the craft that you already... If you got a knife already or a sword, you're not going to want to put the sword down 
and go look for another weapon to try to learn how to use it. I'm like, oh, I just found this, this stick. Let me figure out how to use this stick. Nah, pick up that knife, sharpen that knife, and make it back good. Make it better than what it used to be. And then, while you got your knife on your back, your sword on your back, you can pick up the stick and learn another trait. You can learn another habit. You can learn something else. But when you go into the NBA, of course, you're going to have strengths and weaknesses. This man can push a fast break. This man can slash to the basket. This man can offensive and defensive rebound. He's explosive. For being two seven between 270 and 280 at 6'7", and moving the way he moves, LeBron James wasn't that big coming out of high school. And that's one thing people are not realizing. And if they have, they forgot. Like, LeBron James wasn't this, wasn't this big swole. He was big for his age, but he wasn't swole like Zion was. This nigga put on muscle after he got to the NBA. Like, he wasn't lanky like KD, but he wasn't fucking big like Zion. And the way Zion moves at his size is freakish as fuck. And people talking about he's overrated and, and, and this, that, and the third. I'm like, how is he overrated? He's playing with boys. It's not his fault that these boys ain't as big as him. And then again, motherfuckers acting like they ain't got niggas in college that's 7 foot, 260, 70, 80 pounds playing in the post. It's not their fault that they can't hold Zion. It's not Zion's fault that he's a mismatch for a lot of people. Oh, where's he going to play? Is he a 3? Is he a 4? Is he going to play this? Is he going to play that? What the hell did Draymond play? And Draymond is not as skilled as fucking Zion Williamson. Players ain't just bullying or bodying Zion Williamson to the basket. Y'all really think Draymond Green is going to body Zion Williamson to the basket? Only way that I could see that happening is because Draymond has his man strength and Zion is an 18, 19-year-old teenager still. Like, what? But even then, I still put my money on Zion. Like... Motherfuckers acting like it's just straight seven-footers running around in the NBA now at, at, at the four and at the three. Guess what? There's a lot of teams that play small ball. Kenneth Reed is 6'9". Zion is 6'7". Draymond Green is what? 6'8", 6'9". Zion is 6'7". Who else that they be putting at the four? P.J. Tucker be playing the four sometimes for the Rockets. He's, what, 6'7", 6'8". So you mean to tell me that Zion can't D up on a player like P.J. Tucker? I'm pretty sure P.J. Tucker tried to D up on Zion Williamson, but the thing is, Zion has a big body. And if he could body P.J. Tucker, who are we to say that he can't do it to the next man? But we don't know what's going to happen with that. You know, he ain't touched the NBA yet. My whole thing of it is, is people saying he can't shoot. He's shooting 33% from the field, and that's better than I think what Cam Reddish is shooting right now at Duke, and, and, and he's a guard. So... My whole thing of it is, is you shooting 33%. Lonzo ain't even shooting 20% with his rookie year in the NBA. He's shooting over 60% from the field. Of course, a lot of his shots are close to the basket. But still, if you're shooting a bad three-point percentage, it's just going to knock your uh, overall field goal percentage down a little bit. And he's doing all right. He, sh average, he shoots, what, two or three threes a game. He hits one three a game. That's not bad. Like, and we seen what the last game he played when they had to come back and beat UCF, he hit three or seven. So stop saying the man can't shoot just because he's not a shooter doesn't mean he can't shoot the ball. That's the thing. People think everybody in the NBA now has to shoot the three or you supposed to shoot the three or you got to shoot the three to fit in. No, because a lot of niggas wouldn't even have a job in the NBA right now if it was just because of the three. 
But a lot of niggas don't have a job in the NBA right now because of the three. So, I mean, I guess it, it's, a, it's a come see, come saw thing. But all in all, I just feel like Zion is not going to be a bust. He's not going to be limited in the NBA. I think his game will virtually stay the same as well as adding more talent to the to the skill set that he already has. And we're going to jump to the next subject, talking about this motherfucking uh, pass interference rule that they implemented for a year. I'm like, God damn it. We're going to jump into another topic. And it's the passing the fence rule. How the NFL gonna implement this rule for a year to uh sorry y'all. It's how the NFL gonna offer the 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 the, the to change the passing the fence rule for a year to see how like that's gonna slow the game down more. Like, man, it's, passing the friends happens damn near every play, just like fucking holding hold happens damn near every fucking play. But the thing is, is, yeah, the Rams got away with a bad passing the friends, no call. And it was one late in the, in the Super Bowl as well that wasn't called. But my thing is fucking football, man. We all know that that play was fucking botched as far as the refs missing that motherfucker. But to change the whole rule because of that one play in a 17-week season on top of playoffs, man, these dudes be reaching just to make the NFL like, I'm like, man, I understand y'all want motherfuckers to score, but goddamn, first it was the helmet rule and the, and the, and the hitting in the legs and... <clears throat> Excuse me, players getting hurt and telling people I'd rather get brain damaged than a, than a fucking broken leg or a tore ACL. Like, when you got players doing stuff like that and saying stuff like that, like, there's problems. And now this passing interference rule is basically like, oh, well, you can't touch the receiver. Oh, if you bump the cornerback, you, oh, like, goddamn, like, it's going to be two-hand touch soon. It's going to be two-hand touch football, two-hand touch Shit, on the chest. You touch the hips, oh, flag. You're going to give them a hip pointer. Like, God damn, man, these is grown men. We playing ball. Let them play. Let the men play. I can understand the helmet shit. Okay, that that, that may be addressable. But, God damn, passing interference because of, of the refs. Fire the fucking refs who suspend them. That's their fault. Change the goddamn rule. Oh, just another thing the NFL trying to do. Roger Goodell, dumbass, fucking up the league. Well, I ain't gonna say fucking up the league because I'm gonna still watch that shit. But it's it 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 it's like they trying to take away from the league and make it just where oh you run a fade around, let the quarterback throw it downfield and let the receiver catch it, and then it's touchdown and let the next quarterback and receiver do that. Or you can hand the ball off and run it all the way up the middle. Oh no, we gonna call holding seven times so we can make sure that you throw that motherfucker in the air. All right, god damn, NFL gots to do better. But jumping into the next subject, y'all think D-Way going to come back for another season or he hanging him up for good? I think he may hang him up for good at the end of the season, but if Miami makes it to the second round, 
of the playoffs this year and actually possibly think they may can land somebody in free agency, I could see D-Wade coming back for one more year. One more year. Because my man's is averaging over 17 points a game since All-Star break. I don't know what this resurgence is, but they started managing his minutes better, and 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 and, and he started dropping he dropping buckets like D Wade fashion. But I don't think every union having that. They just had that baby. I don't know if she gonna want that nigga to play a whole another year and be away from home. Even though I'm pretty sure they got nannies and stuff like that. But I don't know, man. A lot of players I just grew up watching is, is starting to hang up their jerseys and shit. Even though we, you know, maybe three, four years apart. It's like, damn. I was watching you in high school and, and, and shit. I'm, I'm playing semi-pro football now. I'm in my fourth year of that. And players that I was watching play, like I say, in high school and, and, and during college and winning lunch trades when I was in jail and shit. Is retiring. Like, Bosch jersey getting hung up. Collison jersey getting hung up. Like, man, they just hung Manu's up last night. And speaking of Manu, I'm going to have a subject for y'all on the next What's the Skinny. Oh, my God. Manu fucking Ginobili. That's my guy. Manu Skinobili, if y'all didn't know. I'm the man of many aliases. So one day I may come in introducing myself as Skinny Hardaway, a.k.a. Whoopty Bam, Whoopty Bam. But I'm going to just keep them coming because that's what's going to be fun in this podcast. Keeping shit coming. Uh, My music rotation, man. I've been bumping Corner Boy P a lot lately since the Wiz and Currency show down here. I'm like, I knew Cuz had that flow, but... Now that I actually just listen to him, I'm like, man, I can fuck with his music. He remind me, not remind me directly of Ellie Dollar Song, but they got that 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 vibe that I, I like to I like to listen to, like that that crit type monologue music and, and and things of that nature. So, been listening to Corner Boy. Of course, I've been listening to Crit. Uh, I stay listening to Two Chains. That's really just what been heavy in my shit. Currency and Wiz, because they dropped some new shit a couple weeks, a couple months ago. I really ain't going to just say I'm a, I'm a hater on these new artists, but a lot of the songs that they make, I don't be understanding as far as, like, I don't want to hear this shit. The production is great, though. I love the production. Like, I just can't get groovy with some of this stuff. Groovy. God damn, I'm saying groovy. I can't get jiggy with this shit. Like, I hear a little pump on the radio and Lil Wayne, everybody want to be like me. Everybody want to be like me. When I hear that part, I think of Johnny Bravo. Like, yeah. But that song ain't necessarily a quote-unquote good or bad song. It's a catchy-as-fuck song. And I feel that shit. And not necessarily say I feel it, but as far as I'm saying people want to be like me, Shit, the hook catchy as fuck, and I like it. The production ain't bad as fuck either. I like it. Like, I could fuck with shit like that. But it's a lot of this other stuff where it be sounding like motherfuckers is screeching and got sonars playing in they shit and these echoing, wallowing. I don't want to hear all that weird shit. I don't want to hear that demonic shit. Keep that demonic shit away from me. But... That's basically what I'm listening to right now. Y'all can let me know what y'all listening to as well. And shit, I'll check shit out. Oh, and another thing. 
<coughs> excuse me, Oklahoma artists. I need y'all music so I can play it in between shit on this motherfucking show. When I'm doing the show, I want to at least be able to play a minute or so of two artist songs per show to give y'all a little bit of exposure. And, you know, if you talk sports and anything like that, you come have a sit down, introduce yourself, so on and so forth. You know what I'm saying? You know, get your name out there. Let's help each other out. Everybody helping everybody. You know, and I'm standing that olive branch. Um... I'm going to definitely be having contests, opportunities to win T-shirts, opportunities to, well, the season is almost over, but as the podcast grows, I want to give out tickets to, you know, to possible OU games, to, to Thunder games, to, to, to sporting events, to, to just all type of different stuff that may go on throughout the city. It ain't even just about sports. It's about, like, my homie Jump. He's over a lot of gaming stuff in Oklahoma City. And I don't know how y'all are with, you know, fighting gamers. A lot of people feel like they not nerds or they don't play fighting games no more and this and that and the third. I play everything. I'm a gamer to the T. So I play it all. But your 2K players, your Madden players, I'm trying to get stuff set up to where we can have, like, these weekly, bi-weekly tournaments and stuff in the city. Like, they do it with the fighting games, so we need to start doing it with the sports games as well. Um... I want to be able to to interact with y'all, so I will be um, sharing the email with y'all that y'all can send questions, comments, promo, you know, anything that you want, hate mail, fan mail, it does not matter to me. I'll I, I read it all, I'll look over it all, and I definitely would try to implement some of y'all's uh, emails into my show. Definitely will be um, starting up an Instagram for the show, um, a Twitter as well. I'm still in the works of doing a lot of things because I am doing this solo, so y'all just bear with me. But for the most part, everything that I am doing is starting to come on the up and up, and I wanted to be able to pull people on up with me. You know what I'm saying? So definitely got to give a shout-out to my boy, uh, Diego Jetson. He the one that uh, kind of helped me get my shit popping for the most part in the direction that I needed to go. You know, mentoring me, putting me on game and shit, showing me a lot. And I, I cannot, you know, not shout him out for that. Appreciate it. And appreciate his wife for um, looking out for me. And she does my dreads. Shout out to Mika. Thank you very much. But, yeah, this is What's the Skinny. Skinny Hardaway represented. Uh, Northside represented as well. You can email any type of questions, comments, promo, music, tunes, pictures, fan love, hate love, I mean hate, all that shit, to what's the skinny 122 at gmail.com. And my personal page is, I mean my personal email is skin the realist, S-K-I-N-D-A-R-E-A-L-I-S-T 6G at gmail.com. Or you can get at me on Instagram at SkinTheRealist, and it's all one word. Or you can find me on Twitter at SkinTheRealist. So, yeah, what's the skinny? I'm here. Let's get y'all here. And we're going to keep this going from here to next year to shit. Let's just fucking do it, man. It's what's the skinny, and I'm out. Yeah!